August 2099. These are the files of Kent, the key environmental, non-judgmental task force. Director of Operations, Professor Nebulous. You are now accessing hollow file number 237, codename The Man Who Polished the Sun. Ah, Sir Old Rollins. Welcome to Global Core. I'm Jack Winslow. The world's richest man needs no introduction. The honor of meeting you is, uh, uh an honor. Time for my speech, I think. Uh, sorry, Mr. Winslow, but all the official observers aren't here yet. We're still waiting for Professor Nebros and the people from Kent. Kent? The key environmental, non-judgmental task force and laundry service. Yeah, I know who they are, but there can be no delay. At Global Core, everything runs like clockwork. Except for the clocks, they're digital. See you shortly. Evening, Sir Ronald. You know Rory Lawson and Paula Breeze. Evening, sir. Sir Ronald. Thought you weren't coming, Nebros. Sorry for the delay. Lost in my work. Just discovered a disease which can only be caught anecdotally. Uh, tell me more. Do you want to be contaminated, man? I'll tell you this, though, Sir Ronald. There's no way I'd miss tonight. Kent protested against Project Sunburst at its conception. And I made a fuss all through the gestation. And I want to prod the placenta. Jack Winslow is a multi-willionaire. Think before you prod. I worked out Winslow's so rich he could afford to buy his own body weight in diamonds. Every hour, on the hour. For a whole week. Once a year, for the rest of his life. There's a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Director of Global Core, Jack Barabbas Winslow. Greetings. It's great to see so many fellow humans here today. Huh. We've lost the common touch, has he? Now, before we start, is there anybody here from Kent? Um. Ah, Professor Nebulous. I read your critique of my work in the New Egghead Express. You mean, is Winslow a windbag? <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Now, as we are all aware, during the withering, Earth was nodded into a new orbit, resulting in the creation of a fifth season. Humble. Lasting from October the 33rd to January the 40th. We know all this. It's Hamble right now. Pipe down, Nebros. Hamble is cold. It's grisly. It's permanently pitch black. We know. Get on with it. Who's the Scandinavian in the virtual tweets? One of Winslow's few critics, Erk Finnan, the Danish back bacon baron. <gasps> the inventor of quantum bacon? The thick-cut rashes that defy logic? What if I told you? I developed a way to abolish Hamble as we know it. Oh, abolish yourself. I have transported a dwarf sun from the Crab Nebula using what we call big ox magnets and plastic sheeted. The sun is currently being stored in an enormous hangar, which has replaced the Milton Keynes dust ball. Shame! In three days' time, I will launch my sun into orbit around the Earth. And the darkness of Amble will be banished forever. Hooray! Hooray! Not cheering with us, Nimrod! You must admit it sounds amazing and brilliant. Oh, quite. But do you know what's even more amazing? Two months ago, I devised an identical plan which was identically brilliant. What a stupid plan! 
There's only one thing for it, team. I'm going to sue Jack Winslow. Sue? The world's richest organism? Oh, Professor, you're so brave. That's the word for it. Brave. Prof, are you mad? Winslow could buy Jupiter and leave it without tenants. That's as maybe. But let's see what good all his power, money and influence do him in a courtroom battle with a mild-mannered scientist. Can anybody remember where we left the stealth cycle and sidecar? I think it's just a... What in the hell? <gasps> oh, my God. It's Irk Finnan. He's dead. I think I fainted, Professor. Kiss of life. You haven't fainted, Polly. You're still talking. I'm Nick Manoeuvre. Well, that's for when something's wedged down your throat. French kiss of life. Poor Irk. Look how red he is. I'd say he'd been broiled alive in his own tweeds. I'll check his pockets. Might have some quantum bacon on him. Look, his notebook. Death must have been instantaneous. Mercifully, Irk couldn't have felt a thing. What's the last entry in his notebook, Paula? Uh, I'm burning in agony. It's taking ages. Right. And ages. And ages. Yep. It goes on like that for four or five pages. Mm. It's a shame. shame. All right, everybody, keep back. Nothing to see here. Oh, except for the dead body. You should definitely have a look at that. Oh, really creepy. Well, Harry, that's it. We've pulled Kent HQ apart. No cranny unexamined, no nook unlooked in. If there was a hidden listening device, we'd have found it! I felt sure we'd been penetrated by a bugger. I had this tingling feeling. A top government eco-troubleshooting department like us, we have to be careful. We shouldn't let the fact we spend most of our time doing laundry distract us from our own importance. I'd better get these knickers loaded! As the agony of life continues... Oh, come on, Harry. Chin up. Unlike you, Professor, I no longer have the luxury of a chin. <sighs> I lost it in Ventnor when you obliterated the Isle of Wight. Oh, of course. I'm sorry, Harry. <laughs> Chins. <laughs> Who needs them, eh? I don't need my chin. It's useless. Useless chin. I could cut it off tomorrow. And will you? Uh, probably not, no. Uh, might as well hang on to it for the time being. You never know. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll just pop and see how Rory and Paula are getting on. You know, Rory, the launch of Project Sunburst is having a devastating effect on the world economy. The 100 chair index is down to 60 chairs and a scatter cushion. Uh, no movement on the footstool index either. You all right, Paula? Looking a bit down in your mouth. Oh, it's the professor. He just isn't attracted to me. I can't figure out why. Um, might it be that when he's around, you come across like a giddy lap dancer with worms? I do not. I can't help it if I'm a naturally voluptuous and sensual woman who feels comfortable around the office in a PVC bikini. Look, Paula, little tip. A man like the prof, he doesn't go for women who are up front and in your face and tarty. He prefers demure and elusive. Distant. Distant? That's what men want. No, no, that's what the prof wants. Personally speaking, I'd go for genetically modified twins. Four big scoops. Morning, team. Remember, distant. Oh, distant, yes, yes, distant. Paula, those reports in yet? No, uh, yeah. Erkfin and Stiffstats have just come in. 
Why did we ever stop calling them autopsy reports? Could I have them, please? Mmm. They're over there. Get them yourself. Oh. O all right. Um, Paula, you are happy working here, aren't you? Happy? Here? Love it! It's such an honour to work with an eminent pioneering single genius like yourself. I love it here! Love it! One step forward, two light years back. Here's those stiff stats, Professor. Thank you. Hmm. According to this, it wasn't an isolated incident. Irk was one of several corpses discovered in the last month. Each corpse was found to have ingested a small sun segment. They were cooked from the inside out. Even their bones were tanned. But why and how and who? And will they do it again? And if so, why and how and who? Somehow I, I can't see the big picture. Uh, I, I've never felt so flummoxed. It's times like these when I wish I had an extra head sewed atop my own. Wasn't that outlawed by the Milliners' Union? Hey, Prof, why not get some advice from your old friend and nemesis, Clench? Clench? Clench is a monster! No, that's Clunch. The Clunch is a monster with a spiky tail. Clench is a power-mad doctor with glasses. Hey, remember that time he attempted to turn the world vegetarian with a talking cactus from space? Of course I remember it. What do you think? Something like that's going to slip my mind? Dr. Clench is a chap who came to a crossroads in life and took a turning marked evil. He put his foot to the accelerator and he's not stopping. Not for pedestrians, not for a picnic, not for a toilet break, not... I'm, I'm drifting. Well, if he never stops, what sort of fuel is he using? It's a metaphor, Rory. Ah. The Toyota Metaphor 500, powered by the driver's discarded skin flicks. But surely Clench is in prison? Better than that. He's in prism. Strangmore Maximum Security Prism. Professor Nebulous, work on the Strangmore Maximum Security Prism. This way, please. Thank you. Clench, give you much trouble. Huh? Oh, no. Well, we just call him the Prismer. Mm. Expect he's tried hypnotizing the guards, eh? No, sir. Hmm. Tried to escape wearing a second face torn from the prison chaplain, eh? Uh, no, sir. All right. What about um, miniaturizing himself and sneaking out inside a discarded pasty? No, sir. You can talk to the prison ma through this panel. I'll leave you to it. Dr. Clench? Nebulous, my dear fellow. How are you? Oh, uh, fine. Fine. You? Oh, I mustn't complain. Otherwise, a laser shoots from the prism floor into my mind. But surely that's forbidden by Gekafrafelda. What? But surely that's forbidden by the Gibraltar Convention on Human Rights and Underfloor Laser Discipline Application. Well, that's exactly what I tell them. The problem is that... <laughs> Best not to talk about it. So, what brings you here? Oh, social visit. <laughs> Thought you might fancy a game of uh, five-dimensional kaplunk. I wonder, Clinch, will you help me? Do you know what I desire most of all? A view. A view? Of course not. I'm in a prison. It's nothing but view. Now, put your ear up against the glass and I'll whisper it to you. Oh, very well. Uh... Go ahead. 
Everybody thinking you're a second-rate citizen? Tell me about it. Humans always thinking they're better than you. Huh? It's not like there's a proper union. You never even get a chance to... My mind is going wonky. You all right, Professor? Uh, I live, thank you. I live. <laughs> Here we are. Global core. We have to prevent Winslow from launching that sun tonight. I can cut through this fence in no time. Watch out, will we? It's okay. It's not an electric fence. It's steam-powered. Could get a nasty vapor rash. Right. I'll go first. So, there's an actual sun stored inside that building. Must really cut down on their heating bills. That reminds me. We'd better wear this. My new sunblock... Factor two million lets in absolutely no rays whatsoever. Wear it for more than an hour and you'll get rickets. Let me help you wrap that in, Professor. Thank you, Paula. It contains essence of black hole plus 5% moisturising cream. Mm. Kent can do. How can we lose when we're smeared in this gunk? It's good to really work it deep into your skin. Why don't you take off your top? Uh, No, that's fine. I've also brought these special sunglasses. In what way are they special? Well, one's set star-shaped, one's heart-shaped, and these ones are reflective. Ooh, Bexy heart-shaped. Can I have the reflective ones? No, I'm having those. Bollocks. Sir. Hey! Damn, we've been spotted. I knew I shouldn't have worn a wine shirt. What are we going to do? Paula, Rory, when I say saunter, saunter. Hey, you there! Right, saunter. The dwarf sun's temperature is remaining constant, Dr. Clench. Conditions good for launch. Marvellous, Miss Matthews. This is one sunrise I don't want to miss. Dr. Clench, we have intrudulators in Area 23. It has to be nebulous. Should we delay the launch? No, Miss Matthews, no. There should be no delay. Soon the Earth will know the deathly caress of my fiery fingers and my flaming thumbs. We'll have to hide in here. What happened to the professor? He, uh, he sauntered off in a different direction. Paula, you don't think... I've learnt not to think anything. Uh, Very zen. Empty your mind of all distraction. And attain enlightenment, eh? No, I just take two of these pills. Oh, even better. Good evening. <laughs> what are you two doing here? What are you two doing there? Do you work there? I mean, here. Solar engineers, they call us. Slaves, more like. We toil away 17 hours a day, the sun beating down on our heads, eating only bread and water. And when we're of no further use, we're spat out. We do get two weeks paid holiday a year. Yeah, but I've already taken mine. Right. I'm going to organise all you workers into a crack rebel resistance force. And Paula, you, um, uh... I could try and come up with a name for the rebel force. Great. Something really cool. Uh, uh, the Avengineers! 
Ooh, that works for me. Uh, guys? I work a 17-hour shift. When am I supposed to find a time to rebel? I can spare an hour on Saturdays. Rory, listen. Oh, he who grates approaches. Run! Wait! He who grates... Good evening! Harry! What in the hell? What are you doing here? I would have thought that was obvious! I work for Dr. Clench! <gasps> yes! You mean to say you're... drawing two wages? Commence countdown, please, Miss Matthews. Wait, you said this project would bring harmony, but a few minutes ago you were talking about death and domination. I'm confused. Miss Matthews, you've worked with me on three previous projects. If you cast your mind back, you'll recall they all turned out to be attempts at global domination. You know how I am. You said it'd be different this time. It is different this time. All the victims are going to be baked alive by my own personal star. We've not done that before. Really, Miss Matthews, I'm sure all your worries would melt away if you spent just a little time in the sun. What? What do you mean? No! Damn. I should have asked her for that 20 Portillo note back. Commencing countdown. Launch in T minus just a few minutes. Good evening, Dr. Clench. I hope you don't mind me intrudulating. Nebulous. Do come in. Sorry my mandroid replica didn't finish you off. If you want a job done properly, do it yourself, not with a facsimile of yourself. That's what they say. But what will Jack Winslow say when he finds out you've been abusing his dwarf son? Jack Winslow? <laughs> There's no such personage. Let me guess. The man the public know as Winslow is merely another mandroid. Quite so. I alone control Global Core. Technically, I am answerable to the shareholders, but if anyone ever complains, I have them miniaturized. Then what? Carry them around in your briefcase to remind you of your power. Exactly. Mr. Gerard, Mrs. Kendall, Mr. McCoy, remind me of my power. It's always the little people who suffer, isn't it? Now, Nebulous, I have much to do. So, if it's all the same to you, I shall kill you right away. you betray the professor like this? Easy! I just passed on his secrets to Dr. Clinch. If it wasn't for Nebulous, I wouldn't be trapped in this blasted hover chair. Harry, we we know how you must feel. Do you? Living the life of a hideously deformed cripple whose every second of existence is pure, undiluted agony? What can you know of that? Well, admittedly, I know what I picked up from hearing you go on about it every day. Before the Isle of Wight, I led a full, active life. But Harry, in all honesty, are things really so different now? <sighs> My hobbies were combat trampolining, blindfold skydiving, and deep space abseiling. Still, now you can put your feet up. Unlike you, I no longer have the luxury of feet. Well, in that case, run, Paula! <laughs> 
Wait, Clench, before you kill me, surely you're going to outline your brilliant plan? Why should I? The information's of no use to you. To, to satisfy my curiosity? It's irrelevant. Any minute now, you're going to be a dead body. Uh, but, but apparently, after we die, our bodies can remain curious for up to three hours. Nonsense. It's half an hour max. Look, you, you must have a burning desire to unburden yourself of the terrible secret you've been carrying around. Not a bit of it. Well, well, surely you want to show off how clever you've been? You must fancy a quick gloat. Oh, tell me what your plan is, please. No, Nebulous. Because as soon as I start outlining my brilliant plan, you'll be interrupting me with your snide little comments, putting me down, finding fault with everything, and I don't need that! I've got plenty on my mind today as it is. All right, but, but, but look, there's no need to kill me. You could miniaturize me. I'd be happy with that. I'm not doing this to make you happy, Nebulous. Let's not cloud the issue. Did you say clown? No, I didn't. Mm, what? Clown. I'm... Clown. I'm not a clown. clown. Mother, father, great news. I've been awarded a scholarship. About time, son! What is it? The Prague School of Clowning? No, it's the... The Guard Academy of Cormac Juggling! Uh, no. No, it's the... Not the Paris Conservatoire de Buffoneration! No, it's... It's a science scholarship. I take it you mean clean science. No, scientific science. Never! You're a clown, son, and that's all you'll ever be. No, I shall not clown. I shall not... Clown. Nebulous, how dare you drift off while I'm threatening you? Mm, what? Just because I'm lying on the ground twitching, there must be something wrong with me. Look, Clench, we're both reasonable men. Obviously, you're a megalomaniac with a briefcase full of miniature people, but we're both reasonable men. We're much alike, you and I. Perhaps in another life we might have been friends. Maybe even Siamese twins. In my brain, I knew it was you doing the double-crossing, but I didn't want to believe my brain, or my eyes, or the facts. I wanted to believe my heart. Unlike you, Professor, I no longer have the luxury of a heart. Have you told him the brilliant plan, Dr. Clench? I wasn't going to say about the plan. I was just going to kill him. I'd love to hear the plan, Harry. Really, I'm not one of those people who interrupts with snide comments. All right, tell him. Tell him the plan. We shall hold the world to ransom using this remote control device. I'll take that, thank you. We can position the sun so its beams are reflected off Strangmore Maximum Security Prison. Of course. Thereby radiating super-hot beams with the power to raise the Earth to the ground. Unless our demands are back! Then what exactly are your demands? Oh, no! I said you could stay alive to hear the plan, but you're not going to hear the demands as well. You're not staying up all night. Oh, please? So you see, Professor, it is a quite brilliant plan beyond anything you could come up with. Uh, Harry, about your voice box. Might it be a bit loud? Could you please turn it down just a little? I already have turned it down! Just a little? A lot! Well, turn it down some more. It's driving me mad. No! Turn it down, you monstrosity! How dare you talk to Harry like that? He might look like an overcooked Christmas pudding in a bath chair, but he's easily your equal. <laughs> Rory, Paula, you're safe. 
organise the workers into a tightly drilled rebel resistance force. Really? Well, they've all got sticks. Up the engineers! I don't want to sound pessimistic, but it's already too late. Three, two, one, blast up. Now to switch to remote control. Give me that! It's mine! 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 Oh, get off! Damn! Oh, damn you, Harry! Oh, well. It looks like this is goodbye, Nebulous. Look! Dr. Glenn is escaping in an escape pod! Damn. I should have guessed that's what that escape pod was for. Another one of my designs, too. All he's done is had a beverage holder. Oh, so he's one after all. We might as well have stayed at home. TV's blandest blunders was on tonight. We're not defeated yet. But the remote control's been knocked out onto the launch pad. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, it's too hot. We'll never reach it. If only we had another remote control to control the remote control. Or if one of us could... Hover out there and get it using some kind of hovering transportation device? I'll get it! Well done, mate. They'll make you a martyr for this. Unless, of course, you pull it off, in which case. Well done, mate. That's it, Harry. Almost there. Don't worry about your smouldering, that's only to be expected. There you are, Professor! Thanks, Harry. I knew you wouldn't let your blind hatred cloud your vision. Rory, Paula, you pat Harry out. I'll try and control that sun. Come on. Come on. There. I've redirected it. done, Professor. It can't do any harm to intelligent life now. It's going to crash land in the sea of tranquility. Um, haven't they just opened an exclusive golf course there? My statement still stands. At last, my time has come! My misery is at an end! I die! Not a chance, old mucker. You'll survive. Rory, Paula... Let's get him all bandaged up. Kent can, can, can do. do. No! Please! Kill me! That's not you talking, Harry. That's the sheer agony talking. Don't worry, Harry. I promise you, from now on, I'm going to channel all my research and all my energy into finding ways to indefinitely prolong your life. by Graham Duff, Mark Gatiss played Professor Nebulous, with special guest David Warner as Dr. Clench, Paula, Rosie Cavallero, Harry, Paul Putner, Rory and Jack Winslow, Graham Duff, Sir Ronald Rowlands, Graham Crowden, Miss Matthews, Julia Dolkin, Irk Finnan, Matt Wolfe. The theme music was by Malcolm Boyle. Nebulous was directed by Nicholas Briggs and is a Baby Cow production for Radio 4.